Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. everyone welcome in to the fantasy pros dynasty football podcast presented by reality sports online my name is kyle yates and i am your host and i'm joined as always by ray garvin ray how we doing i would be doing a lot better if i was just coming off of vacation like you kyle but um <laughs> seeing as though I'm, i have not had one in a while i'm doing okay but probably not as refreshed and energized as you are this evening Hey, it was awesome to get away, uh, to spend some time with the wife, was really impressed with just the safety protocols and just how smoothly everything went, uh, traveling to Mexico. It was awesome, but it's also like a weird spot where like, yes, I'm super refreshed and yes, I'm hungry to get back to work, but then I've also got like a little bit of the post-vacation blues, man. Like (laughs) I'm kind of just like the thought of, okay, 48 hours ago I was in 80 degree weather and now it's definitely not that here but no I am I'm happy to be back happy to get back on this podcast with you we've got a lot to talk through we got to get people ready for uh, dynasty the offseason we got to talk everything man so uh, I'm excited to be back with you you can find Ray on Twitter at Ray GQ that's Q-U-E and I can be found on Twitter as well at Kyle Y NFL. What we've got going on tonight, we are going to take a look at some news items that have happened over the past week uh, while I was gone, and there is a lot that we have to get to. So we are going to fly through that hopefully as quickly as we can. And then we are going to be taking a look at a free agency primer here, right? Just kind of getting you guys ready for NFL free agency that's happening on March 15th. And then those deals can become official on March 17th. So that's coming up here pretty quick, but we did want to get at least ahead of that a little bit So that way we can talk about some, okay, do we want to be proactive from a dynasty perspective and get ahead of some of these trades and and, and buys and sells and stuff like this? So we're going to take a look at all that. But before we do that, I have to tell you guys, we are doing a giveaway, a Justin Herbert signed chargers full-size speed helmet thanks to our friends at pristine auction to enter the giveaway head over to apple Podcasts or Castbox and leave an honest review secondly fill out the short form over at fantasypros.com dynasty contest and submit a screenshot of your review to be entered that form should be available by tuesday night so please go ahead and start leaving your reviews again that's fantasypros.com dynasty contest 
to win a Justin Herbert signed Chargers full-size speed helmet. No, Ray, you cannot enter, unfortunately. I was going to ask if I was eligible to enter, but okay, fine. (laughs) All right, uh, let's take a look at some of these news items. And again, Ray, like I got to fly through these, man. So, But if there's anything that you want to interject, you want to just kind of chime in with, let me know, man. Just talk over me. We'll talk through these, okay? (laughs) So uh, Dontrell Hilliard re-signs a one-year $1.25 million deal with the Texans. He's a running back. And this is relevant because Duke Johnson was released by the Texans. So the Texans move on from Duke Johnson, save about $5 million in cap space. They've still got David Johnson on the roster. He comes with a pretty significant cap hit as well this year. I think they're looking at trying to get that move down. But Hilliard, if you're in a super deep dynasty league and you just want some running back depth, he's a a fine pass catching running back out of the backfield. He should be able to fill that role. So a fine depth piece did want to at least mention him. Uh, Big Ben is set to return to the Steelers for the 2021 season. I know we talked about that an episode or two ago, Ray, saying like, what does this team look like if it isn't Big Ben, right? Who's throwing the ball? It is going to be Big Big Ben. Hopefully he rests his arm (laughs) all season. He's ready to go (laughs) for next year. They invest in the offensive line and uh, you know, we see Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and Eric Ebron. They're ready to go for next season if Juju Smith-Schuster does uh, head elsewhere in free agency. We talked about Tyrell Williams official uh, rele- being expected to be released by the Raiders. He is officially released now. So you're looking at Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro heading into next year. And do they sign Nelson Aguilar? We'll talk about him in a little bit. Jimmy Garoppolo is likely to remain with the 49ers per John Lynch. So, uh, of course, John Lynch, the general manager there. This is a situation that, you know, we've talked about everything with Jimmy G. When he's on the field, he's fine. He's a capable quarterback, especially in this scheme where it's a lot of behind the line of scrimmage and yak, right? We talk about Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel special as George Kittle, right? Specializing in that yards after catch. But the issue has been him staying on the health uh, on the field and being healthy. So do we see... You know, do we see them invest in a backup quarterback that, you know, can come in and, and step in if Jimmy G that, you know, that isn't Nick Mullins or CJ Beathard or whatever, but heading into next year, Jimmy Garoppolo looks to be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Marcus Mariota could be a release candidate by the Las Vegas Raiders per Ian Rappaport. This is coming down to a little bit of contra- uh, the inflated contract that he's got and generating some buzz that he could be in this involved in this QB carousel, right? We're talking about so many different quarterbacks hitting the free agent market or being traded, all this. Marcus Mariota could potentially work his way into that conversation as well. This is the big one that broke while I was on vacation. It forced me to break my Twitter, <laughs> uh, Twitter <laughs> vacation, right? This was Russell Wilson saying that he would accept a trade to the Cowboys, the Saints, the Raiders, or the Bears. Those are the only four teams that Russell Wilson kind of seems zeroed in on. And apparently this is all coming down to a rift with the coaching staff, him wanting more say in the offense, and kind of a clash of conflicts and overall ideologies here as far as what to do with, uh, with the offense. So, Ray, what break this down a little bit here, and what does this mean for not only Russ and where he could potentially end up, but what does it also mean if he does leave town? What does it do for DK Metcalf stock specifically? Yeah, this is not what you want to hear if you are a dynasty manager that has DK Metcalf, Tyler, Tyler Lockett. This is not what you want to hear. You know, one of the big appeals to DK is the fact that he's a young, transcendent talent tethered to a Hall of Fame quarterback. And 
You know, it it was already difficult seeing as Russell Wilson didn't have the pass volume. But if he's out of the picture and they start over or they have to bring in a, an, an older veteran, this this just is not good. Now, I will say caution against those overreactionary moves where you're, you know, you're dumping, you know, top talent like DK Metcalf. But I definitely think it would take, uh, take a hit to his uh, dynasty value if Russell Wilson is gone. And conversely, if he lands... In Chicago, if he lands in New Orleans, if he lands in, you know, Dallas, I mean, that's stock up for all of the skill position players on those teams. So um, while it would be very bad for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, it would be very good for the pass catching weapons of those teams. Yeah, and it's a really interesting that he's listed those four teams, right? Because you look at Dallas, well, okay, hello, Dak Prescott, right? Is Yes, he's not technically under contract. They have the franchise tag. They're working on a long-term deal. It sounds like that door is kind of closed as far as Dallas and Russell Wilson. Well, then the Saints, yes, they potentially have a quarterback opening, but have you seen their cap hit, right? Like mm. where they're at with the salary cap? I have no idea how that would even potentially work out or even if they have the draft cap Las Vegas seems that they're committed to Derek Carr and that they're digging into this and so Chicago it's kind of this situation I've heard a lot of people say well why would he want to go to Chicago well you talk about a town that desperately wants a quarterback and if Russell Wilson is not obsessed but is concerned with his legacy and is focused in on that him going to Chicago and at least becoming, at least performing the way that he has, he'd be the greatest quarterback in Chicago Bears history, right? Because the talent has not been there for Chicago. They've been void of quarterback talent for so long. If he ends up in Chicago and performs well, he will go down. He'll be one of the most praised athletes in Chicago sports history. So that's kind of where, and especially with his wife and, you know, the the media yeah. and everything like this, right? So that's why Chicago's at least on the radar, whether or not they're going to be able to pull this off. At this point, Seattle is digging in and saying that they're not keen on trading him. But if Russ is going public with this, it seems like we could actually see Russell Wilson and this other quarterback that's been in the news, we obviously know Deshaun Watson, though, has remained steadfast in his trade demand. He met with new head coach David Coley recently and has reinforced his you know, trade request that yep. he's saying that I do not want to play another snap here for the Houston Texans. So Deshaun Watson, for everything that for everything that Nick Casario and Houston is saying about wanting to keep, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson in town doesn't sound like. Watson wants to be there and he's going to take this the long way out. Yeah. And we just saw his teammate JJ Watt right before we uh, got on the show signed with the Arizona Cardinals. So, um, you know, it's just a mass exodus in Houston and it just, it's crazy to think that just a few years ago, you know, they had Deandre Hopkins and Watt and Will Fuller and Watson. And now I mean, not it's not even, it's not guys. even a few years ago, right? It was a year ago today, yeah. March 1st, yeah. 2020. They had DeAndre Hopkins and JJ Watt on the same roster. Yeah. Like, you know, and now fast forward a year, you potentially might have Deshaun Watson off this team too. And especially t we, we talked about Duke Johnson being released, JJ yep. Watt, everything. It seems like they're preparing that this is going to be a long-term rebuild. And if that's the case, you don't keep your quarterback around if you can get a King's ransom for him. So We'll see. Obviously, we'll we'll remain. Uh, we'll keep you updated as we go throughout it. What do but. you think? What do you think, Yates? Higher probability of being traded, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson? Oh man, I think from a organizational perspective, I think that Seattle has at least a little bit more. Like, no, we're not going to trade Russ and it, all this. But yet, I mean, I 
I don't see Houston. I see Houston taking this the long way out, right? Or the yeah. taking the long the long road here. I think they're going to play this out and just see how long it takes them. But so I think as far as from everything that we've heard, I think it's going to Russ is going to be traded before Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I actually think that it's a still a strong probability that we see both of them traded, though. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's it's. I don't know because free agency is getting close. If it doesn't happen early. I think it's going to be right around the draft time when they make right. those moves and we see those players traded. And, you know, and we'll talk about this throughout all of these shows. This impacts what you do in Dynasty. I mean, this impacts, this gives you either a window to buy said player, to trade said player. I mean, this is, these moves impact everything on Dynasty rosters because I promise you, Yates, if Russell Wilson ends up in Chicago, Stock up for Cole Komet, stock up for oh, Darnell yeah. Mooney. I mean, this is this is how it goes, man. Yeah, absolutely. And and the longer that this process draws out, the less and less teams that they're going to have that, you know, Houston or Seattle is going to have at the negotiating table, yeah. at the table, right? Because teams are eventually going to have to pivot and say, okay, well, we'll turn to one of these, you know, when we'll talk about the quarterbacks that are in the free agent market, we got to have someone on the roster to play quarterback next season. So the if as more and more teams turns turn towards their secondary options, we could see, you know, less uh, the offers, you know, start to become less for these top tier quarterbacks. Uh, Cam Akers considered an every down back by head coach, Sean McVay. Obviously we saw that towards the end of last season. So not necessarily breaking news here. Will Fuller. We talked about it again with Houston is not part of a fran- of the franchise tag plans for the Texans. Now that could change obviously when the, the franchise tag window closes, but yeah, as of right now, it seems Will Fuller is going to hit the free agent market. So even if Deshaun Watson is the quarterback next season, we talked about okay, it's Brandon cooks, Randall Cobb, it's Kiki QT, like the receiving core here for Deshaun Watson yeah. or whoever is playing quarterback for the Texans just continues to look more and more gross. Will Fuller could find himself part of a new franchise, a new team next season. And we could see his fantasy stock take a dramatic up, rise up as he, depending on his landing spot. Uh, Adam Humphreys, the wide receiver released by the Tennessee Titans. So Corey Davis also barreling towards free agency. John o. Smith, is it going to just be AJ Brown on the Titans roster <laughs> next season? We'll wait and see. T.Y. Hilton posted on Twitter earlier today that it seems he is heading towards free agency. So you're going to have an opening here in Indianapolis at the wide receiver position. Julian Edelman is unsure if he'll be healthy for 2021 from a dynasty perspective. You're not holding out hopes for Julian Edelman at this point of his career, you know, no longer attached to Tom Brady. You weren't relying on him anyway. Uh, Gerald Everett to be viewed as a starter or could potentially be viewed as a starter on the open market. The tight end for the Los Angeles Rams, who's been buried on the depth chart here. He's flashed when he's gotten the chance, but when it's been Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett on the field, you haven't seen much of Everett, uh, but he has the talent. He has the draft capital, right? I think a second round pick a few years ago. So uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit as well. And then just a couple more things here. Alex Smith and Washington are expected to part ways in the coming days. Alex Smith at 36 years old, going to be hitting the free agent market for the first time in his career, which is crazy to think about. But uh, coming off of his crazy injury, comeback player of the year, not unanimous. That's a whole other conversation for another day. But Alex Smith uh, could potentially be hitting the free agent market here pretty soon. And Washington is going to have a major need at the quarterback position. Finally, Patrick Mahomes underwent surgery on his toe, should be ready for camp. 
All right. Uh, we did it. <laughs> we got through all the news items. <laughs> There's a lot of news there, Yates. Oh, man. Well, this is what happens when I take a week of vacation. Exactly. We don't, we don't talk for a week, so we got to get through everything. I, and this is, a, again, I talked about it on Twitter, but this is the thing I love about covering the NFL, that it just never sleeps, right? There's always something happening. I come back from a week vacation in February, right? I come back. <laughs> and we have to, I have to catch my breath when we're done with a news <laughs> segment, right? So love covering the NFL, love talking free agency. Let's do that right here. We've got some quarterbacks. And again, I talked about it. The purpose of this is really for us to at least get these names in front of you, because from a dynasty perspective, it's a little bit different than if you're just following from a redraft perspective and you at least just have a like, you know, vested interest in free agency or anything like that. From a dynasty perspective, getting ahead and knowing who these free agents, upcoming free agents are, is important because we'll talk about it with some of these guys. Are they buys right now? Can you get in before their stock skyrockets? Or are they potential sells? Because looking at the free agent market as a whole, the opportunity that they're in is not is, you know, is much better than the one that they could be walking into. So we're really just going to have a conversation here. Ray and I are just going to sit down as two friends. We're going to talk about some of these free agents and we're just inviting you into the conversation. We're not going to offer like official predictions because again, we are a little bit out here two weeks out who had, who knows what's going to happen in, in that time frame. But yet again, just wanted to invite you guys, the listeners into this conversation. So let's start at the quarterback position, Ray. We've got at the top, obviously Dak Prescott. I talked about him earlier. He is technically a free agent, but at this point, do we fully expect Dallas to just either yes. re-sign him, do a long-term deal, or apply the yes. franchise tag? Yes, he's going to be back in Dallas in 2021. Dak is going to be back in Dallas in 2021. I completely agree. I think that we move forward with C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, the uh, the Michael Gallup, the two tight ends Gallup. that we've talked about at yep. length, Ezekiel Elliott, all these guys. We talk about them in the light of, okay, it's going to be Dak at quarterback next season. So I, if... Dallas does let him walk. Goodness, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, so I think they I don't know if a long term deal necessarily plays out. But at this point, I do expect him one way or another to be in a Dallas Cowboys uniform next season. Yes, agreed 100 percent. I don't think there's I think we could stop with the Dak Prescott to Denver, Dak to all these other teams. He's going right. to be back in Dallas next year, whether it's a one year deal or a long year de- long term deal. Yep. Uh, additionally, and I'm just going down a list here. Please do not come at me and say like, well, you, you, the order of uh, of talent or anything like that. Mitch Trubisky is the is uh, the next guy on the list here. He's an upcoming free agent. So, really, from I think the days of him like outlook and, or potential outlook and just kind of optimism or anything like this, that's sailed on Trubisky, right? I think that. He's going to be a backup quarterback. He's still going to be in the NFL, of course. But yeah, I think Mm -hmm. he's going to be a backup or signing a one-year deal somewhere. But I did want to talk about him because the QB carousel that we're looking at, there are going to be so many open seats at the quarterback position. And Trubisky does have the draft capital where a team could say, well, if we have a need at quarterback, let's bring him in. We could potentially draft a quarterback in the in the NFL draft in the 2021 NFL draft and pair him with Trubisky just to see okay what does he look like look like outside of Matt Nagy's scheme but I'm having a hard time figuring out what team that could be I could see Washington potentially being interested New England if they wanted you know to kind of roll the dice there but from a dynasty perspective are you really holding out hopes on Trubisky is this someone where you're like "Eh, if you can get him super cheap buy him yeah, if you can get Trubisky super cheap, as you said, and I'm talking 
third, fourth round pick cheap. You know, he's he's a serviceable NFL backup quarterback that can give you some spot starts. And in those spot starts, he does have an ability to score you some points. But as far as being a f- consistent fantasy producer, uh, it's not going to happen for Trubisky. If he does sign on any team, whether that's New England or name the team, I think it's going to be a total competition, and there's no guarantee that he's going to have that starting role. Again, he's a he's a backup quarterback that can give you startable weeks, which there is value in that, but there's no premium on that, right? I'm not seeking right. out Mitch Trubisky. If I, if I can get him as a throw-in on a deal, if yeah. I'm at the end of a startup draft, I, I wouldn't mind taking him, but you're not... You probably are never getting a full 16 out of him unless something goes terribly wrong, which we've seen happen in the NFL when they're on their second and third quarterback. So he could have another starter season, but not as the starter, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, completely. And from a super flex perspective, that does carry value. Having those backup quarterbacks that could potentially step in. And we've seen Trubisky be valuable for fantasy football when he has, you know, when it's clicked, right? With this rushing ability, he's put up some decent games. And so I think if you can get that guy, again, as you mentioned, as a throw-in on a deal, uh, in a, especially in a super flex league, where I can have him as my fourth, maybe even fifth quarterback if I do like to hoard quarterbacks uh, in my super flex league, then that's the position. that. But outside of that, I'm not looking to rely on Trubisky as my second quarterback no. or third quarterback. Uh, a guy who is really interesting. I don't know how to think about him is Jameis Winston. Now, Winston was the 30 for 30. We talked, that was the running joke for the <laughs> longest time with, with Tampa. And then he signs that, I mean, it was a minimum deal in new Orleans last season to sit behind Drew Brees to potentially be the heir apparent. Well, he's a free agent. And now the situation is, I think new Orleans would love to keep him, but they've got Taysom Hill. They paid Taysom Hill a lot of money. And now do they have the money or cap space to be able to make an offer for Jameis Winston or does he hit the free agent market? And do we see a team say, well, he's got the talent. He can be a guy that we can rely on. Do we take the shot with Jameis Winston? What do you think? I think Winston can still be a very good fantasy quarterback if he's given the starter role. I do think he's going to have an opportunity to win that job in New Orleans if they don't bring in a Russell Wilson, if they don't draft a quarterback uh, at the back end of the first round. And even if that happens, I think he's going to get an opportunity to win. The Taysom Hill experiment is cute. And while it it was successful at times, I don't think that they can sustain a 16-game season doing that. So uh, I am definitely interested in Jameis Winston in Superflex formats from a dynasty perspective because I do think, unlike Mitchell Trubisky, I do think Jameis Winston does have some starter potential left in his game. I do too. We've seen him perform at a very, very high level. It's just all come down to the interceptions. So if he can, if he can prove that he's cleaned that up, if he does land with a, if he does get the starting role in new Orleans with Sean Payton and Michael Thomas and Kamara out of the backfield, right? Like that's a situation where I think he can succeed, but so I, I am looking at Winston a little bit more in a different light than Trubisky, where I'm saying I'm a little bit more aggressive with trying to acquire Winston, especially in Superflex leagues, but uh, we do have to see how this plays out. Does he hit the free agent market, and does he sign in New England or whatever? You know, like, what's the situation here for, or Chicago, or whatever, right? I think it's a wait-and-see approach, but it could pay off in a big way. Uh, other guys that I'm going to pair here, Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, these are two guys where 
they're backup quarterbacks at this point that can be spot starters. You know, if Chicago swings through the fences with both Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson and they miss out, I could see them going after a Ryan Fitzpatrick or Alex Smith that we talked about, you know, but at this point in a dynasty league, I'm not holding out hopes for Andy Dalton or Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, no, no. Backup, backup quarterbacks. That's it. That's all they are. Yeah. And again, that has value uh, as depth pieces, especially in super flex leagues. But as of right now, I'm not thinking that they're going to land no. anywhere significant. Uh, Jacoby Brissett and Tyrod Taylor, it's kind of the same thing there. I could see Tyrod end up as like the backup quarterback in Philly, you know, being that veteran presence behind Jalen Hurts uh, with that QB opening there. But outside of that, man, I just don't think that these guys, especially Jacoby, we haven't seen him perform at a high level for a couple of years now. So I just don't think that anything's going to happen with either of these guys. Correct me if I'm wrong there. No, no, you've got it spot on, spot on. They're just, they're just guys. They're just guys. And, they're not worth the roster spot, to be honest. The really the last one here at the quarterback position that's really interesting is Cam Newton. Now, Newton, we I mean, I don't even want to pull up his stats from this past year because it is gross. But <laughs> he was performing actually pretty well before he tested positive for COVID, right? That's a situation where he tested positive for COVID. He was out that couple games and he came back and he just did not look the same. And from his his camp and all reports it sounded that that really affected him. And we've saw that right where throughout the NFL season, it affected players in different ways. Lamar tested uh, Lamar Jackson tested positive, And then he came back and he actually performed better. Right. So I think right. it's just really interesting to see uh, coming from this season, and especially with a prove it deal, a prove it year from Cam Newton. Now there's a ton of question marks. So I still think Cam Newton is worth rostering and acquiring in Superflex dynasty leagues because I think that he still has the talent. He still has the rushing ability, which is, you know, the Konami code, right? Like we talk about that, the the value for fantasy football, but I just have no idea where he's going to end up, right? We talked about, okay, do we want to do predictions? Do we want, I was just like, I don't really want to do that because that would make me have to choose where Cam Newton's going to end up. And I just have absolutely no idea. So Dynasty outlook here for Cam Newton, still relatively young for the quarterback position. What do you think here with Cam Newton moving forward? Uh, the curious case of Cam Newton. Uh, right. He's the one quarterback that I do believe his name cachet, his past production will afford him another opportunity to start. And it very well may be in New England. I, I don't know if you, uh, there was an interview with Cam Newton uh, on the I Am Athlete podcast with Chad Johnson Channing Crowder and um, uh, Brandon Marshall. And he continues to say the right things about the Patriots franchise. He would love to be back in the organization with a year of learning the playbook under his belt. He wants to be a new England Patriot. And right now it doesn't look like new England's going to be aggressive in the free agent market. They don't have anything else behind Cam Newton. You know, there are some quarterbacks in this upcoming draft, but I do think that Cam Newton probably is going to be back in new England again. Then, you know, he, you know, he, he he didn't play well, but he also wasn't horrible in some of the games that he was in. I mean, there were times where he looked like the old Cam. Uh, so of all of the quarterbacks that we talked about outside of Dak Prescott, uh, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, those would be sort of the top bets for fantasy purposes that I still have mild interest in Cam Newton. Yeah, and I think a whole thing of like changing the outlook for Cam Newton, if he does stay in New England is, well, get him some pass catchers like Jacoby Myers, right? Like Nikhil Harry. No, thank you. Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene and Ryan Izzo. And I mean, who, 
who was he throwing to last year? Yeah. It really was not anyone of note. So when we look at his stats, I talked about that. Like when we look at his stats, well, it's in, important to at least keep in context who he was throwing to. And it really wasn't anyone significant. So New England does have a pretty significant like cap room to work with here in free agency. So do we see them be aggressive with one of these wide receivers that we were about to talk uh, about to talk about? Or do we see, you know, them spend that 15th overall pick on a Devonte Smith if he's still there or Rashad right. Bateman, right? Like that would change the outlook for me for Cam Newton if he is still there in New England next season. So again, he's someone who I'm looking to acquire, but I'm not overspending, right? I'm not talking no. about a first round pick or anything no. like that, but if I can get him on my roster as a depth piece, then, and it pays off, then absolutely. I'm excited for that uh, because I do think that his value in the public is at least pretty low. Before we keep moving with today's episode, I want to take a second to tell you about Reality Sports Online. By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds complicated though? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code FANTASYPROS to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. Uh, let's take a look at running backs here. I'm just going to throw this to you. Aaron Jones headlines this class. So Aaron Jones, I don't see them. I don't see Green Bay. Uh, re-signing him with their investment in AJ Dillon in the second round with the cap hit that Aaron Jones is going to command. So where could potentially Aaron Jones be landing and could his dynasty stock be on the rise because of it? Yeah, I, I think it's, I don't think there's any chance. Well, there's always a chance, but I think the probability of him winding back up in green Bay is slim to none. I just don't see that happening. Uh, you look at a place like the Arizona Cardinals, you know, do they re-sign Kenyon Drake and, you know, given that they need some some help in other areas on that offense, you know, you add an Aaron Jones to a Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins offense that gets better really, really, really quickly uh, with a player like Aaron Jones. I just I do not see him back in Green Bay. The writing was on the wall when they took A.J. Dillon in the second round of the draft last year. And we saw A.J. Dillon play well in flashes and in small spurts this past season. So I think the Arizona Cardinals would be a fun location for him in that Cliff Kingsbury offense with Kyler Murray, with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think he's an upgrade. I don't even think it's a thought. He is an upgrade over right. Kenyon Drake. So you get Aaron Jones with Chase, Chase Edmonds as the backup. Kyler Murray, I think good things could happen in Arizona. We've always talked about Aaron Jones as like he has the potential to be a fantasy football superstar. It's just even with Mike McCarthy, he was never given the full workload. You always yep. saw Jamal Williams factor in and that continued on this past year. Well, if he ends up in an offense that is actually willing to give him the keys to the kingdom, I think he could absolutely be a top five fantasy running back. Lock it easy, in. easy. Easy. And yes. Yeah. And I think Miami is another another spot to keep an eye on with Aaron Jones. Right. Because 
they have that opening at running back. We, I mean, Miles Gaskin and Savon Ahmed performed well last year, but yet they didn't do anything that would say, yeah, you can't, you turn away Aaron Jones or the potential right. of Aaron Jones, right? So right. Aaron Jones there with Tua, and then they invest. I mean, they've still got so much draft capital that they can yeah. invest in a solid and building offensive line. I think that would be a fantastic situation for him. I still think that you see Miles Gaskin potentially involved there as a change of pace, but yet nothing that would make me move off of saying if he lands in Miami, Aaron Jones is a top mm. five fantasy running back for me. Yes. Uh, listen, if he lands in Miami, if he lands in Arizona, we talked about the Pittsburgh Steelers, the potential of the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I think the chances are, because here's the thing, any team that brings him in, they're bringing him in, they're bringing him in to be the guy. And yep. all we need to know paying is Aaron him, Jones is the guy. the guy. And I think he's, I think he's number, I think he's a top five guy. Absolutely. Paying him to be the guy and that, you know, followed the money. So absolutely. Uh, Kenny and Drake, we talked about, you know, you said Arizona. Well, if Arizona, after applying the transition tag to him, I believe last year. Yeah. I mean, Drake was injured. He was dealing with some ankle injuries throughout the season, but yet he still performed well in the, you know, when he was healthy. But it wasn't enough where I think he's going to get like a massive extension or anything like that from Arizona. So. I think this is a wait and see situation. I think you're going to see some of the chairs just shuffle around here. But Drake, after Aaron Jones, there really isn't one guy that I say like this is someone who I think could dramatically see their fantasy stock rise comparative to where it is now. So Kenyon Drake, I think it makes sense for him to remain in Arizona uh, and take a cheap contract, take a cheap deal and still continue that kind of committee with Chase Edmonds and stuff like that. But was there any other destination that you kind of wanted to throw out there with Kenyon Drake or does Arizona make sense? Uh, Arizona makes a ton of sense for Kenyon Drake. I think they could upgrade the position over Drake, but if they offer Drake, Drake needs to take that deal. That's, that's, that's going to be a good situation for him because despite some of his inefficiencies or his ineffectiveness at times, uh, he, they still committed to him. You know, they still wanted to feed him the ball. He was getting goal line touches I think it would be a good spot for Kenyon Drake to go back to Arizona, but if they want to upgrade, there are better. There's a better option out there. But uh, listen, Drake wasn't horrible last year. You know, he wasn't no. what we expected going into the season. Our expectations were much higher for Kenyon Drake than the the production. Right. But he's still, he's still. If he's if they bring him back, he's gonna be the starter. He's gonna be the starting running back. We uh, with Aaron Jones. Let me double back. Aaron Jones is he a buy? for you in any way like you're gonna have to pay up <sighs> but yet if you can find a owner who is not thinking that he is going to leave green bay or whatever like just i don't know i'm just posing the question do you think that he's actually a buy in your mind right now uh yes yes and no if you're a contending team and you're a running back piece away and you've got a sixth overall pick in the rookie draft would I trade that plus something for Aaron Jones probably like probably you know if if it's a mid to late first and I could package that to get Aaron Jones on a on a contending team absolutely the name of the game is winning and Aaron Jones is absolutely a piece that could help you win now I mean he's been one of the most dominant running backs when given the ball over the past couple of years so if he's the guy and doesn't have to split work with a terrible Jamal Williams and a rookie AJ Dillon yeah, I would do it. I, it just depends on my team, right? Right. And I think the reason why I pose is I think he's, his value right now in Dynasty is probably like RB10, RB11, RB12, like in that range, right? Just as far as consensus. But 
and you're going to have people who say like, no, he's a top three option for me. And then you're going to have people who say he's a top 18 option for me, whatever. But if we, we talked about it, if he ends up in Miami, if he ends up in Arizona, right. And they move on from Kenny Drake, then top five. So I think that's the kind of situation if you can at least get in before that, but it's a roll of the dice. If he ends up in Seattle and we know what Pete Carroll wants to do, right. With multiple running backs and whatever, like if he ends up in another situation, then that's something where I don't know how confident I am that, you know, what I paid and what I invested in is going to turn out to a top five option. So, but if he does end up in Miami, if he does end up in these other spots that we talked about, then there's a potential that it could pay off. But again, this is the risk of dynasty. Do you want to pay up now or, and for the potential, or do you want to have to pay up after you find out that he's signed with Miami and you actually can't acquire him because the, the value is top five now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. So Chris Carson is another guy. I'll just kind of fly through these, these guys, these guys, at least in my opinion, all kind of lumped together. It, it's Chris Carson, James Connor, Le'Veon Bell, like all these guys I think are going to be complimentary options. I don't think you're going to see any team give Chris Carson, you know, and bring him in and pay him significant money to be the main guy. James Connor at this point looks so run down at this point of his career. I doubt that he gets a starting job anywhere. Le'Veon Bell did next to nothing last year to <laughs> prove that he can be a starting running back anymore. So do you see any of these guys landing a starting running back job in free agency uh, this year? No, I don't. I'm trying to force myself into any of those guys. And no, Carson the writing was on the wall for Carson a couple of years ago. In my opinion, I was telling people they need to get off of him. James Conner, the same way. Bell, no, he stinks. Davis fizzled out. I think he had a really big opportunity to make himself some money, but backup guy that can give you some starts. I mean, Lenny, playoff Lenny is going to be back in Tampa Bay, in my opinion, and I think that's good for him. And if that happens, uh, I want some Leonard Fournette. I know that sounds gross, but I'm still on the Leonard Fournette team. Yeah, well, let's talk about Leonard Fournette really quick. So I think you mentioned Tampa Bay. He'll have to sign a team-friendly deal. Like, yeah. He's going to have to be that. Because what he proved in the playoffs and how he played in the playoffs was drastically different than how he played in season. And I do think that you're going to see them add a Kenneth Gainwell, a, a pass-catching running back in the draft or in free agency, a James White, right? Someone like that to... Because Leonard Fournette is a liability as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Ronald Jones ain't much better, and Keyshawn Vaughn ain't it. So, right, you're going to see them bring someone in. So, Fournette, but I was thinking about this the other day. Fournette in Pittsburgh makes kind of a uh, kind of sense to me. Like, as him to sign a one-year cheap deal, reset his market, right, that kind of situation, then I think that could pay off for Pittsburgh, bringing this guy who can handle the we've seen him handle a significant workload time and time again, and they need to replace James Conner. They need to get that running game going because it was not working last year. So Pittsburgh makes a little bit of sense to me where I could see them. If he takes a four or $5 million a year deal or whatever, I could see Leonard Fournette ending up in Pittsburgh. And if that's the case, then I probably rank him in my top 20 of like, yeah. as far as heading into next year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that makes a ton of sense. I would love to see him in Pittsburgh and, you know, it, depending on what he wants to do, I mean, he and remember he did. He was a top five pick in the NFL draft, so he got right. a nice signing bonus a couple of years ago. Maybe he wants to ring chase and get number two with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. But uh, either way, I think those are both really good landing spots for a player like Fournette, and he'd be inside my top 20 as well. 
Yeah, a couple other guys at the running back position. Philip Lindsay, I fully expect Lindsay to be back in Denver next year. Uh, Duke Johnson, we talked about him earlier. It, at this point, the Duke Johnson fantasy football <laughs> ship has sailed. I think that sailed about three years ago, and none of us were, or maybe not none of us, but the majority <laughs> of us were not willing to admit that that happened. So Duke Johnson, I'm not holding out hope for him anywhere unless, you know, Tampa Bay no. makes sense, but I mean, no. James White is another guy. Jamal Williams uh, is heading towards free agency as well. So I think that Jamal Williams isn't going to command anywhere uh, any significant money. I could see Green Bay making a push to re-sign him there and be the pass catching compliment to A.J. Dillon. And then you mentioned Davis earlier, Mike Davis. Uh, he performed well when he stepped in for Christian McCaffrey, but he's a backup running back at this point. Yeah. Chicago cut him a couple years ago, right, to get a comp pick. So I think that that proved to me that he's not worth any any significant investment for an NFL team. So, uh, all right, let's head to the wide receiver position. Looking at the class as a whole, the free agent class, really talented. There are some big names here at the wide receiver position that are heading towards free agency. Now, we could see the franchise tag come down on a couple of these guys. I fully expect it to. Not all of these guys are going to hit the free agent market, but... Let's talk about them. Let's talk about some of the potential landing spots, the buy or sell, the overall outlook. And let's start the conversation here with Allen Robinson. Now, Robinson has had the chance to be hmm. re-signed or extended in Chicago, and it just has not happened. Now, Robinson at this point, I mean, he's got I think he's got the money. He's heading on to his third contract at this point. So I think he's got the money in hand. I think at this point he wants you talk about ring chasing. I think he wants to just go play in the playoffs, man. I think he wants yeah. to get away from. Blake Bortles and the Mitchell Trubisky's of the world and go play with an actual quarterback. Now, if Chicago makes a move to bring in a Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, then I could see Allen Robinson being like, yeah, no, I'm not going anywhere. Right. Like at that point, yes, I'm staying in town. The money becomes a situation and, and a whole other conversation. But Allen Robinson gut feeling here, just play the percentages. Does he hit the open market? I think so. Uh, I say it's, 85% he's hitting the open market. Now, he's one of the I think he's one of the top 5 from a talent perspective wide receivers in the NFL. At least not if he's not in the top 5, he's in that conversation. So, I think any landing spot that he ends up in, I think is going to be a solid option for him. Now, I could see New York, the Jets making a push for him, uh, you know, to pair with either Sam Darnold or the rookie quarterback that they bring in. Uh, the only situation that I could see his dynasty stock taking a hit would be Baltimore, right? That's mm. kind of a, a rumor that people have kind of linked Allen Robinson to Baltimore. I don't know why he would go play in Baltimore in a low passing volume offense. I think he wants to outside of the, like they have the chance to be competing deep in the playoffs every single year. So I just don't see that personally happening. If that, if he does end up in Baltimore though, I don't think, I think his dynasty stock dynasty stock takes a hit. Yeah, I, I'm trying hard not to even envision that because he's one of my favorite receivers in the league. But uh, going to Baltimore would be a, a, a massive downgrade. I know that seems hard, but I think that would be a downgrade. I, I do not want to see that happen. I would love to see him stay inside the division and take that opportunity to go play in Green Bay. Yeah, I know he had an opportunity to sign with the Packers, but you put him on the opposite side of Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers. Jeez. I think it would just be completely unfair to have him uh, there. You you talk about pass catching uh, pass catchers, the Dolphins, you know, and I know a lot of people yeah. are talking about Devontae Smith at in you know in the top three or wherever Miami picks in the first round, but 
What if they go out there and sign a veteran wide receiver like Allen Robinson? They've got a strong defense. They've got a team that could make a playoff push. So I think either one of those teams, uh, you know, along with, hey, listen, the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, playoff team, strong running game. What do they do with Odell Beckham Jr.? Jarvis Landry's getting older. So I think there's some there's some teams that he would make a fantastic fit in that I would love far more than the Ravens. I would just love to see just for my own like personal enjoyment because I've got Allen Robinson in a couple spots in Dynasty Leagues. I just want to see Kansas City just oh. make it work with the salary cap and bring oh. in Allen Robinson. You know, they're moving on from Sammy Watkins. He's another guy that we'll talk about here. Like they're moving on from Watkins. I mean, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Allen Robinson with Patrick Mahomes. Oh boy. Yeah, oh boy. that would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. I would love to see it. Uh Chris Godwin is the next guy on our list. I don't know, man. I feel like Chris Godwin's going to get the franchise tag one way or another. I think that I don't think that he leaves Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Bruce Arians is going to let that happen either. I think he's going to be a buck again, uh, it, which is which is good for for all of those weapons. But man, I, you know, I, I was getting excited about thinking about Godwin going somewhere and being the guy. Uh, and at one point in time, we were thinking the Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson, but uh, right, don't look doesn't look like that's going to be highly right. probable now. So. I think he's back in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I do too. And and that's fine for his dynasty stock. I still yeah. think that with Tom Brady another year, I think that he can still be a viable fantasy option for you. A solid wide receiver too with the upside, right? When uh and and it comes down to too another guy, Antonio Brown, right? What does Antonio Brown do? Does he sign a super cheap deal to keep playing with Tom Brady and keep chasing rings? Uh, if that's the case, then that hurts Chris Godwin's overall dynasty outlook, but if AB moves on, then we're talking about Chris Godwin back in the top 12, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know what it feels like with this, with this Tampa Bay team? You've got these Antonio Brown, uh, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. It feels like when the Warriors were just bringing in these veterans, like the David right. West of the world, the Andre Iguodala's, and they just were like, look, you can play with the superstar. You guys can win a couple of rings if you just come sign a one-year deal and we'll get you a ring. It feels like that's what Bruce Arians is replicating, uh, duplicating down there in Tampa Bay, just getting these these veterans who still have something left in the tank to just, hey, if you want a ring, play with Tom for a year and you'll get you a Super Bowl, champ, Super Bowl ring. Yeah, and it's interesting too, This um, before we move on with some of the other wide receivers, it's an interesting conversation with this class in general because you're going to see the salary cap, the overall salary cap for the NFL take a hit because mm -hmm. of no fans were in the stands, right, this past year. So the overall revenue is down, the salary cap's taking a big hit. Do we see some teams and some pending free agents, the guys that we've talked about here say, all right, I think that the market is dried up. You know, I'm not going to be able to get as much as I wanted on the open market as, you know, in a normal year or if the salary cap was escalating like it's been for the past however many years. So, you know, do I take a one year deal? I'll go sign with a Tampa Bay. I'll go sign with a Kansas City and I'll play it out. I'll roll the dice and I'll go chase a ring. If that doesn't, you know, pan out, then I hit the free agent market again next year and yeah. have the potential to cash in. So. I think it's an interesting conversation. I really don't know how it's going to play out. I haven't heard anything from players to indicate, you know, this is the overall consensus, but we could see some teams just absolutely load up if players do decide to take that, you know, mentality. So uh, another wide receiver here, Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, down season this past year. I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast saying like two years ago, we Juju was pushing wide receiver one in Dynasty, the wide yeah. receiver one, right? So... And that's fallen, uh, taken a significant fall because of his production last season. So 
Heading into free agency, I do think that he's going to hit the open market. I think that Washington makes a ton of sense. They have a wide receiver need opposite of Terry McLaurin. We could see him just slide right in there. They've got some cap room that they can work with. Now the quarterback, who's playing quarterback, that that's a whole other conversation. But Juju in Washington, for me, makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, I've been saying that for a while. Him with Terry McLaurin in Washington, I think that's a fantastic wide receiver core along with Logan Thomas and his ascension as you know one of the better tight ends in the NFL this past season. Makes a ton of sense. I do not believe Juju is a true number one alpha wide receiver, but I think you already have that there with Terry McLaurin. So you put Juju back in that solid high end, you know, that wide receiver two role. He could right. produce fantasy wide receiver one numbers for you. We saw him and Antonio Brown both finish as wide receiver ones in fantasy you know, what was that, two, three years ago? So yeah. uh, definitely within his range of outcomes if he lands uh, with the football team and they, you know, get a quarterback because they need one. <laughs> right, right. And the range of outcomes for Juju really is just, I mean, it's so wide, right? Like we just don't know where he's going to end up. So he's not someone we talked about with other guys, like a buy or sell, where you lean it. I'm just kind of a hold right now on Juju. Like if I, I'm not going out and acquiring him, I'm not going out and selling him because I think his value is super low. So he's just one of those guys that I'm holding tight. I'll see what happens. But as of right now, I'm just kind of I'm just kind of waiting and seeing where he ends up. Yeah. Yep. Kenny Galladay is another wide receiver. Again, I mentioned this class is loaded, man. Kenny Galladay, uh, third round pick a few years ago in Detroit. Looks like, I mean, Detroit's heading into a multi-year rebuild. Do we see Kenny Galladay hit the open market? My gut reaction is yes. If nothing else, I think he's a tag and trade candidate. I think he's, if he gets re-signed or a franchise tagged, excuse me, in Detroit, I think he's going to fight that tooth and nail. I think he wants to go get paid, especially after being a third round pick and making a third round pick salary the past few years. So I think he wants to cash in and I don't blame him, right? Go get your money. So Galladay makes a ton of sense to me, uh, for me in New York and for the Jets, right? They, they have to upgrade at wide receiver. They have to do something there. So New York or potentially even Jacksonville, they're going to see a quarterback upgrade there. They've got some, they've got some great wide receivers on the roster, but Kenny Galladay would just take that roster over the top. So I do think that Galladay is about to see his stock increase, especially because his stock was pretty low coming out of last season. Didn't even, I mean, didn't go on IR for the last part of the year. Like there was just concern or questions every single week. Are we going to see Galladay actually on the field this week? Uh, no, there's been no update. So I think next season we're going to see Kenny Galladay or this off season, excuse me, we're going to see Kenny Galladay sign somewhere, get paid. And I do think that we're going to see his stock increase. Yeah. I, I love it. And I have no clue. Like I, I'm trying to think of a landing spot for Galladay. I'd just be throwing out a wide receiver needy team, but he wants right. to get paid. Let him go get paid. Uh, I have no clue where he's going to land at. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad for his fantasy dynasty stock, but I do not expect him back in Detroit. Yep. Same here. Will Fuller. uh, We talked about him earlier. He is going to hit the free agent market. Now he is going to be suspended that first game of the season due to his PED suspension from last year. Uh, And I think that, you know, we talked about Green Bay earlier with Allen Robinson. I think Will Fuller is someone who I could see Mm. taking a one year deal. And if he signs in, you know, Green Bay, I think that that is a fantastic spot for him. Now, I don't think that he's someone who I actually am looking to go out and acquire because I don't think an NFL team is going to sit there and say, we're going to throw significant money at Will Fuller because of his injury history, because of this PED suspension, everything like that. So I think he could be a guy that ends up on a team that is just looking for that little piece to push them over the top. 
And that's going to be enough. You know, we talked about Green Bay. Uh, another team is failing. Me. Kansas City, right? If Kansas City just wants to add speed on speed on speed and just bring in Will Fuller on a super cheap one-year deal or whatever uh, and let him reset his market, prove that he can stay healthy, anything like that, then Will Fuller's stock drastically increases. So there's a little bit of a wide range of outcomes here with Fuller because I don't know how the NFL is going to view him, but I am excited for Fuller hitting free agency because I think his situation is about to change for the better. I mean, I know Packers fans were wanting Green Bay to make a move for Fuller before the trade deadline. So, right, I mean, you right. let Devontae Adams, you know, work the short intermediate routes and Will Fuller to stretch the field deep with Aaron Rodgers still possessing a cannon. Uh, right. That would be I, I, that would be insane. I would love that fit. Yeah. Another one that just came to my mind is Buffalo. If they are moving on from John Brown in free Ooh. agency. Pair him with Josh Allen, who can just say, I'll yeah. huck it over the mountains, you go catch it. Uh, that would be a ton hey, of fun. Hey, what about, what about the Chargers with Herbert? All they have is Keenan right. Allen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think the, if the Chargers have the cap space to make it work, then go get Will Fuller. I mean, you, you saw Jalen Guyton be that field-stretching <laughs> option, right? Like, go upgrade on that. Go get Will Fuller to step in with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and potentially Hunter Henry, if whether or not he's there. We'll talk about him. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. in Detroit, another wide receiver had uh, set to hit the free agent market. He's older now, I think 31, 32 off the top of my head. Anywhere that he signs, it's going to be a depth piece. It's kind of the same thing as AJ Green, who is also heading towards free agency. I just don't see him heading and getting a significant opportunity anywhere at this point of his career. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one, 100%. Yeah, so if you, I mean, he's not someone that I'm looking to go out and inquire. No. It's just going to be to see, all right, what, where does he land? Does he actually get an opportunity? But at this point of his career, I don't, I think the, the, uh, the better days have sailed. Uh, Corey Davis, this is an interesting one because Corey Davis, man, had a weird end of the season, right? Like, what did he, he was benched or there were like zero targets. Like, it yeah. was a weird situation there at the end. So is there something else going on there in Tennessee? It seems like he's set to hit the free agent market. So Corey Davis still has the talent. He has the draft capital, that draft pedigree that we talk about with guys like Leonard Fournette, like the draft capital matters for these guys from a dynasty perspective, the higher that they've been drafted, the more opportunities and chances they're going to get. So Corey Davis, I think could see, he could end up somewhere. I just don't, I'm having troubles figuring out where he ends up. You talk about Miami. I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, but I think that his situation is going to change because I could see him ending up in a more pass happy offense. Yeah. And because of that in whatever team brings Corey Davis in, I I do think Corey Davis is the type of player who's probably going to get a multi-year deal. I'm not saying it's going to be a mega, mega contract, but he's probably going to be the volume leader, especially if he signs with the team where he is coming in to be the presumed number one. So while I'm still kind of like, is it for real? Is this, you know, our flashes that we saw the real Corey Davis? I'm still on the fence. If he's going to be brought in as the guy, the volume would be there. And therefore, he's going to have tremendous value. Yeah, the Jets, Washington, these other wide receiver teams that we've talked about make a ton of sense for Corey Davis. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, kind of in the same camp of A.J. Green, I really don't know. I think his best fantasy days are behind him. I just don't know. With his injury history, I don't know if I'm super excited about T.Y. Hilton at this point in his career. Uh, Sammy Watkins, I mean, goodness gracious, I've still got Sammy Watkins on one dynasty roster, and it's because (laughs) I'm like, Okay, when he's healthy, he's tied to Kansas City and Patrick uh, Mahomes, and I don't want to give up on that. But I'm also at the point where I'm like, I should have dropped this guy two years ago in Dynasty. So I just don't uh, know. It's Sammy Watkins, man. I'm not holding out hope anywhere. 
Yeah, he hasn't done anything since he blew up week one, like two years ago. He's done absolutely right. nothing since then. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, I'll probably be dropping Sammy Watkins right after this podcast. Not gonna lie. Uh, Curtis <laughs> Curtis Samuel is another guy who is heading towards free agency. So. I could see him re-signing in Carolina, uh, but I could also see him reuniting with the offensive coordinator that he had in Washington and Ron Rivera. And, you know, that's a situation that makes a ton of sense. But Curtis Samuel heading into next year, I mean, he proved that he can be a guy that can contribute when he's given the opportunity. He's got the talent. We know that he's got fans in uh, fantasy football, Twitter and, and you know, yeah. in the community. So I'm really interested to see where Curtis Samuel goes. Now, I, I'm not buying him. I'm not selling him. Again, he's kind of with the, that juju. Like, I'm holding on to him, right? So, but I am, that's a guy that I'm really, really interested to see where he ends up. I think uh, I think he showed that he could be a playmaker. Again, it, it, he's one of those players where you never feel comfortable starting him. In the weeks you don't start him, he blows up on your bench. In the week that right. you do start him, he does absolutely nothing for you. Uh, I just don't like, in Dynasty, I just don't like to chase those type of players. I want some consistency, but he's probably going to get a deal, and uh, he's going to have some value. I mean, he was when he played and got the ball, he was really good last year. So um, not the biggest Curtis Samuel fan, but he should have some opportunity. So, you know, again, I'm not buying him at all, but if I have him, I'm fine with keeping him or trading him to somebody who's a true believer. Yeah. The money matters for me with Curtis Samuel, you know, like uh, if he gets just a one year minimum deal, you know, not minimum, but you know, a smaller deal, then that's something where I'm like, okay, the NFL team that brought him in, he didn't have a high market. He wasn't, or a hot market. He wasn't super sought out. Like, then that's a situation where I'm like, okay, I'm kind of out on Curtis Samuel. Now, if he gets like a competitive deal towards the top of the class with these other guys, then that'll be, okay, this NFL team really, really wanted him. They have a clear plan for him. Then that's something where I'll buy in right at that point. Like I'm more optimistic for Curtis Samuel, but again, he's one of the guys. So I'm just really interested to see what happens. Keelan Cole, we talked about him on a dynasty buy episode a few weeks ago saying that he's someone that is heading towards free agency. Even if he does end up in Jacksonville again next year, you're going to see Trevor Lawrence in town. So uh, I think no matter what from a, we talked about Kansas city makes a ton of sense if they are not wanting to invest significant money in that pass catching option, because you also have Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, uh, Sammy Watkins, they're all heading towards free agency. So they need to do something. They need to do, whether well, in the draft, they need a or free agency. They need to bring in someone. Do they bring in a Keelan Cole? Who's still very, very talented can be that possession underneath, you know, receiver. Did they bring him in? And do we see him, you know, now be tied to Patrick Mahomes? So he's someone that I'm at least intrigued with, but I did want to mention him here as we head to under the radar guys with the wide receiver position, I'm just going to fly through these. John Ross also heading towards free agency. Uh, Tim Patrick, D.D. Westbrook, forget about him. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, <laughs> and then I talked about A.J. Green. So those other guys, we're not going to talk about those, but if you do want to go out and acquire them, you know those are guys that are heading towards free agency and could see their situation change. All right, let's wrap up here, Ray, with the tight end position. we got just a few more minutes, and let's talk about the two guys at the top which is Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. Now, Hunter Henry is an interesting case because I'm like, I could see him just wanting to stay attached to Justin Herbert at this point, right? It worked really well for him last year. He's yeah. also got the injury history. That was a concern heading into last year. Could he f stay fully healthy? Well, prove that he could. And I just don't see a team throwing significant, significant money at Hunter Henry. So 
I think either he stays in Los Angeles, which is fine. It's a, you know, obviously it's his stock, his stock can't change from that. Or we see him fall to, or head to a team that has significant cash to spend of a New York jets, um, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, like that are going to see their quarterback situation change or improve. So I'm at least holding Hunter Henry. I'm not really looking to sell him, but I don't, know if I see an outlook or a situation where his stock decreases. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't think his stock will decrease and I really don't think it will increase. I can't I can't think of a situation that he can go to where his stock is dramatically going to rise, right? I think he's just kind of what he is, a middling, a mid-range tight end one who while on the field and gets opportunity he produces, but he's never going to rise to this elite stardom, you know, kind of level and it's just if you have them, you've got a starting tight end that you know probably will not goose egg you, and that's all you're really looking right. for. And you know, we'll talk about a guy on this list down the line that I think is probably my priority dynasty get at the tight end position of all these players that we have listed. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Johnu Smith before we get to that guy, Johnu. Uh, it's a situation where you talk about like his stock increasing or whatever. Like I think his stock is inflated based on his production, right? Like we've seen the production really has not been there. His talent has flashed repeatedly. And then he's just kind of dipped back into whether for the coaching staff and how they were utilizing him and the low pass volume in Tennessee, all this stuff. If he does hit the free agent market, which is, is looking like he's going to, I threw out the possibility of the New York Jets last uh, episode or the episode before saying with Michael LaFleur, who's coming from Kyle Shanahan's offense and the, the coaching tree there, make him the George Kittle of that offense. Like throw that, throw him into that offense, yak the yards after the catch and just feature him the way that George Kittle is in San Francisco. Then we're talking about, I mean, top five lock, right? Maybe even pushing top three. I think that he's going to get paid. I think that he is going to hit the free agent market. I think he's going to get paid. So I'm more optimistic on Johnu, and that's just, I mean, that's a situation that, or a phrase that no one's heard, ever heard me say before. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm excited for Johnu to hit free agency because I think that he's going to end up in a situation that's going to feature him. I think he's going to get paid, follow the money. I think the money's going to be there. I think that he's going to get targeted heavily in this, whatever, whatever offense he ends up in. So I'm excited for Johnu. Is there a situation though? you know, that you see UK Willis stock actually could remain as low as it is based on his production level. No, I I wouldn't say that. I just, I, I think his stock is a tad bit inflated by the prospectus of what he could be. You know, if that talent had been realized and, and, and nurtured and catered to by an offensive coordinator, uh, if, if he lands in a spot where he does get that opportunity, of course, I think John is a top five guy easy, but I just, you know, I don't think his value is really going to dip anywhere. It's just, you know, what we can't de- decipher through this. No no analyst is what are these players' motivation? What is their intention? You know, John right. was John a second-round pick? He was a second-round pick. Uh, so No, I think he was later he was than fourth. that. He was, he was a fourth-round, third, fourth-round yeah. pick. Yeah. He, I'm sure he wants to get paid, man. I'm sure he wants right. to get paid. So, you know, if, if getting paid is the priority uh, – Listen, it's just one of those things that we can't really account for, but I don't think his stock could really fall too much. And as far as rising, I just want to see him get the volume and play. Right. Uh, Gerald Everett, we talked about him earlier. He's someone that I'm really not counting on him being paid as a starter, right? If he is anything, he's going to come in with a as a competition piece, right? They're going to potentially bring him in to just 
push that tight end room. I really don't see him no. landing a starting role anywhere. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, I mean, if he plays again next season, it's going to be in Tampa Bay. Tampa no Bay. questions about that. Jared Cook, I honestly could see him retiring at this point yeah. of his career. Now, he still played pretty well last year, but if Drew Brees is gone and you know it is Taysom Hill as the quarterback, I really just don't know if Jared Cook's going to want to play. So No, they brought in, they drafted Adam Troutman out of Dayton last right. year. Just turn it over. Yep, yeah, 100%. Uh, Mo Alley-Cox is another guy, at least to keep your eye on. Uh, Trey Burton is also a free agent, so do we see Mo Alley-Cox get the money here from Indianapolis to be the main guy? He's got the talent and athleticism. That's really all that we're looking at at the tight end position. Are you athletic? Perfect. Then <laughs> and, and then uh, sign me up because I think that you have an opportunity to at least produce. Uh, Robert Tunyon, another guy who is a restricted free agent, so I fully expect him to be back in Green Bay. But if some people are listening to this or see his name on a you know free agent list or whatever, and they're saying, well, there's a potential that he could be away from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers created him or whatever. I don't care, man. I'm going out. I'm trying to acquire Robert Tunyon because top five dynasty player at the tight end position, at least at this point, top six, top seven, at least for me. Yeah, man. I mean, six of the last seven games, he had a touchdown. You know, the first time I was on the show with you, I talked about Bob Tanya. Right. I was like, hey, this this dude is a former college wide receiver. You talk about athleticism. He had that. He's only 26 years old and we saw what he can do. And Aaron Rodgers developed that trust and rapport with him. And I mean, he operated as the wide receiver, too, in that offense. So if Green Bay does bring in a Will Fuller type player to stretch the field opposite of Devontae Adams, I think I, I I think Bob Tanya, Robert Tanya could be a top five tight end in, in Dynasty as early as next season. He's he's a talented player, and you talked about being utilized in a George Kittle role. He plays wearing that 85. They get him the ball on design plays, and he can move, man. I'm I'm a big fan in Robert of Robert Tanyan. Absolutely. And then finally, to wrap up the free agency preview, Anthony Ferkser, tight end for the Tennessee Titans, is also a free agent. I threw him into this list, Ray, just because we saw him produce as kind of that third down tight end. And that was of course a whole other thing was like, why are you taking Johnny off the field on third down uh, Tennessee? What the heck are you doing? But Ferkser at least produced I mean, So showed sure hands last year. And so if he does get the off the opportunity in Tennessee, he is a free agent. You're also seeing Michael Pruitt, a free agent in Tennessee. So does Tennessee just say, all right, we'll sign Anthony Ferkser. We'll give him a cheap contract and he'll be the main guy next year. If he is, and there really is no other competition, he'll at least be fantasy viable. But I'm not expecting a top 12 finish on the next on no. the year or anything like that. So super cheap if you've got, if he's sitting there on waivers, I'm, a, I'm at least interested in picking him up just to see what happens. But outside of that, I'm not looking to acquire him or anything like that. All right. That was a lot of talking. My voice is actually kind of going. So I'm a little <laughs> bit rusty, apparently. Uh, I don't have the endurance, apparently, for uh, podcasting that I did before I left on vacation. But <laughs> that is going to do it for today. Again, thank you so much to Reality Sports Online for sponsoring the show. Head over to realitysportsonline.com to find out what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is about. Anything else be uh, before we end the show, Ray? I think we've done enough. I think we've done enough this evening. All right, man. For Ray Garvin, I'm Kyle Yates, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasypros.
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts a rested child is a happy child Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories.